Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on March 8, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. Suffolk reached a settlement on Monday in the 2015 lawsuit accusing its police department of widespread discrimination against Latinos, a deal that calls for the county to codify elements of the police reform plan adopted by lawmakers in 2021. Michael O'Keefe reports on Newsy.com that such initiatives, most of which are already in place, include public disclosure of traffic stop data, creating precinct advisory boards, and equipping Suffolk police officers with body cameras. The agreement to settle the federal lawsuit filed by Latino Justice, a Manhattan-based civil rights organization, will ensure that the reforms remain in place for at least three years after the settlement is approved by U.S. District Judge William F. Kuntz, even if a new uh, county executive or police commissioner seeks to repeal them. Quote, Latino Justice believes if this agreement is approved by the court, it will provide increased transparency and accountability to the Suffolk County Police Department. That's Andrew Case, the organization's supervising attorney, who also said it brings a lot of the reforms we're seeing nationwide to Suffolk County and it gives them durability. The plan, uh, the deal also calls for Suffolk to pay $75,000 each to 20 plaintiffs named in the lawsuit, according to Deputy County Executive Vanessa Baird Streeter. The suit was initially uh, brought on behalf of 21 Latino residents of Suffolk who were victims of race based stops, detentions, and other harassment, according to the 2015 complaint. But one dropped out before the agreement was reached. The payments must be approved by the county legislature. The settlement also requires the county to pay $2.25 million to the plaintiffs for attorneys' fees. In other news, a plan to increase Suffolk County's hotel motel tax by 2.5% to help fund infrastructure surrounding a proposed Ronkonkoma Convention Center received mixed reviews during a public hearing Tuesday. Bureau Chinese reporting on Newsday.com that members of the Montauk business community were the strongest opponents, saying the tax would be paid disproportionately by the Hamlet's visitors without helping with local needs such as wastewater management and beach nourishment. Quote, if I took that money and bonded it on a project, we can solve our wastewater problem, George Philopolis, owner of Gurney's Montauk Resort, told Suffolk County legislators during their monthly uh, general meeting at the Suffolk County Center in Riverhead. Uh, He added, we're getting nothing out of this. Under the proposal, the 3% hotel motel tax on the per diem rate for nightly stays within Suffolk County would rise to 5.5%. County officials estimate the tax, which now raises about $11 million dollars, Per year could bring in an additional $9 million. The tax is levied in addition to the county's 8.625% sales tax. The increase would partly support a new Suffolk County infrastructure fund, which could be used for, quote, the planning, design, and construction of a convention center and surrounding infrastructure, according to the bill under consideration. The convention center, Long Island's first, has been proposed as part of a 28 billion-dollar redevelopment project in Ronkonkoma known as Midway Crossing. Uh, The Suffolk County Ledge is expected to vote on the tax hike proposal at a later date. Um, Bringing it even closer, Bay Street Theater and Sag Harbor Center for the Arts is accepting submissions for Riding the Wave, the 2023 New Works 
creative writing competition, a creative writing contest open to teens between 13 and 18 years old across the county. The contest is being held as part of the ninth annual Tidal Wave, the 2023 New Works Festival, scheduled to take place uh, May 5 through 7 at Bay Street Theatre in Sag Harbor, as reported on 27East.com. Submissions open tomorrow, March 9th, and must be original work written by the applicant and can take the form of poetry, spoken word, rap, monologue, song, or short scene. The deadline is April 20th. Prizes will be awarded to three finalists in the form of cash prizes, Bay Street main stage subscriptions, and festival passes to the 2023 Tidal Wave New Works Festival this year. Bay Street will present a panel of judges comprising local authors and playwrights. Those with additional questions can email Allen, A-L-L-E-N, at baystreet.org. And finally, last winter, newly elected Southampton Town Highway Superintendent Charles McGardle endured a baptism of snow as 15 inches blanketed the North Fork in just 10 hours early in his tenure. His counterpart in East Hampton, Stephen Lynch, recalled the storm's impact on his budget almost $300,000 for one storm alone, he said. Fast forward a year this week, saw McArdle and his deputy Mark Brager grinning in front of a stockpile of salt at the department's barn in Hampton Bays, one of three such barns at the same time. Lynch made plans to undertake more road paving this year, thanks to the budget windfall that a winter with scant snowfall produces. Kitty Merrill reporting on 27East.com that the 20. 22 subcontractor budget line topped $231,000 with snow removal supplies at nearly $200,000, according to East Hampton Town Budget Officer Becky Henson. Speaking of the considerable difference in spending, she reported that so far in 2023, the town has spent just under $32,000. In Southampton Town, uh, Comptroller Dorota Godlowski spoke of salt expenses. Quote, as of today, I see total expenses for 2023 at uh, $47,112. She said that on March 2nd in 2022, expenses for salt purchases for January and February alone came to $140,000. Thousand dollars nine hundred ninety-eight. Uh, the total for the entire year being three hundred eighty-two thousand one hundred sixty-seven dollars. In the town of East Hampton, Lynch will transfer the money into the lines for road restoration. The windfall could also produce a, cu- a cushion in the event of a big summertime storm like a hurt- uh, hurricane. McArdle pointed out that this year's Southampton Town budget includes next November and December, though he remains cautiously optimistic. Sliding over to Riverhead for the weather this morning, Cindy Clifford joining us at the bottom of this hour uh, to talk about a great uh, local uh, women's event coming to Riverhead, looking like a partly sunny Wednesday with a high near 45 degrees. Windchill values between 20 and 30 degrees early today. North wind 14 to 18 miles per hour gusts as high as 28, continuing yesterday's pattern. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 31 degrees. Wind chill values between 20 and 25. North wind around 11 miles per hour. Right now, it's 34 degrees. Getting the music started from all decades and genres with a little satchmo. Louis Armstrong and Jordan uh, Gordon Jenkins and his orchestra. 
that lucky old sun just rolls around heaven all day. Uh, in honor of our second guest this morning, Lori Ann Cruz, uh, joining us to talk about an International Women's Day event at Blue Point Brewery tonight. We'll play her newest track, I believe, Heaven. Um, the Elgins and uh, the Ozark Mountain Daredevils on deck before the Smiths and the Uniques and Elvis Costello and the Imposters. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Louis Armstrong. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Up in the morning, out on the job, work like the devil for my bed. But that lucky old son has nothing to do but roll around heaven all day. Us with my woman. Toil for my kids, sweat till I'm wrinkled in gray. While that lucky old son has nothing to do but roll around heaven all day. Good Lord up above, can't you know I'm pining? All in my eyes Send down that cloud With the silver lining Lift me to paradise Show me that river Take me across And wash all my troubles away like that lucky old son Give me nothing to do But roll around heaven all day Take me across and wash all my troubles away. Like that lucky old son, give me nothing to do but roll around.
into our Wednesday Works segment underwritten by Ola of Eastern Long Island. Heaven must have sent Cindy Clifford into the WLIWFM studio this morning. Cindy, we're in person. Oh, my God. I know I was so excited when you said it was in person. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, we've waited so Hi. long for this, right? How Hi. are you? How are you? Uh, so I just cut off the last bit of my hair dye situation. Like oh. I used to. And I see. So the last time I saw you, you had some pink in your hair. Right? Yeah. Well, this is COVID gray. This is yes. my new shade. <laughs> And I have a bottle of it's purple beautiful. color to like, but I just keep going. Oh yeah, I'll get to that. Y- yeah, like it's, just a little like streak here and there, just for fun. Still... I'm always encouraging people throw a little color. Why in your not? Hair. It just makes it a whole new world. All right, so I'm know? pulling. I'm pulling up the event. So I remember it said local women in history. Local women making history. It's making... Women's History Month. It's women making history. Yay! I love this. It's, okay. it's so cool. It's, so is this a, an anti uh, This is the Anti-Bias Task, task Force. Force. Yeah, you know, we have this agreement event. with Riverhead Library, an arrangement with them where we do an event, a social justice event every month that ties into something. We love like, this Like, you know, agreement. January we did a Martin Luther King event. We did, Actually, what we did in January was we had a bunch of local groups that look for volunteers come and set up, you know, so they could talk to people about what volunteering would be so that everyone had something to do if they wanted to for Martin Luther King Day Fantastic. of Service. Okay. So, and it was a really, really successful program. Like the library said, you know, we should be doing this again. I'm like, you absolutely should. Right. Because every group that came, everybody got volunteers. Oh, I love this. Yeah. And, you know, someone said to me, well, you know, that's kind of nutty because if you're going to volunteer, you're already volunteering. And I said, no, no, no you're that's not. not. That's not necessarily the case. Right. I feel like the something that is lacking, no matter what cause you're looking at, is the how. How can I how can I help? Yeah. And what can I find that, yes. that I would like? Right. Yes. What fits like what I'd like to do? Yeah. So you also have been instrumental in starting the I heart Riverhead. Heart of Riverhead. Heart Civic. of Riverhead yeah. Civic yeah. Group. Tell me about what's been going on there. Um, we've it's been a, a really good year so far. We're you know two two there's meetings in. There's a lot in, to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And what's really interesting is it's it's a such a fun group because it's all people who are a little bit um, you know 
there's a stage in your life where you have your kids and there's school and there's after school activities and there's work and everything like your immediate life takes most of your your focus, right? right? And then you reach a point sometimes either before that or if you don't have that or after that where you have a little more time to like broaden your scope, right? Yeah. And you look at like a wider viewpoint and you go that's kind of weird that right. they're doing that. Or, oh, this is an odd choice. Or, oh, I love that. And so it's really for people who want to have more of more participation in Riverhead's progress I mean, or no want to have a voice in what's going on. No matter where you live. Yeah. Uh, getting involved in the civic, being an active voice. Um, if you're not... Other people will make the decisions for you, and they're not always great. Right. And it's that thing about if you really feel passionately about something, right. you know, say something about it. Because you might not be the only one who feels that way. You right. might, in your isolation, go, everybody else is great with this, but I'm really uncomfortable. But then you go to a meeting where everybody's uncomfortable, and you're like, hey, come on. <laughs> now, one of the women coming to this Women Making History is Takwi Turchin, who is oh, the president of the Greater Calverton Civic yes, Association. and a lot to and be she a lot going has in Calverton. Moving mountains. Yes. I mean, there was a, a meeting in December, a town board public hearing. She got 140 people to show up. 140 people on a Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock right before the holidays. Was this uh, when there was, they failed to have the public No, that hearing? was after that. <laughs> When they voted against having a public hearing. And I think that, you know, I have to say, I think that there was, I think it was a bad choice because what it telegraphed is, first, we don't care what the public says or we're afraid. We don't want to face, like, you know, the meeting. Maybe even both. I, I remember reading the entire news article that Denise wrote about, I think, the the meeting that you're talking about now. Yes. Uh, because from a journalist's perspective, I found it so striking. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, I, I was sort of surprised that it was something, a, a situation that could even be. And it made me wonder about, you know, are, are people, are this, is this people that don't understand how things should go? Or is it You're talking about that... them voting down the public hearing. Yeah. You know, I, I believe it's the first time in Riverhead Town history that a board voted against a public hearing. Is that even something that can happen? I didn't even well, know that uh, that was something that could happen. I, I I guess. I mean, when they, they have to approve it, they have to agree, and then they have to set the time, right? right. So if they go, well, we don't agree with this, we're not going to do it. I mean, but again, it, it, what it telegraphs is not good. Right. Right? What it says is... And, and this is like in, in direct contrast to what the civics are doing, which is to say, you do have a voice. So if if the town says, well, we don't want to hear your voice, you know, then now you can, there are Then you other, have to take it outside yeah, of you the gotta process. Yeah, you got to find other roads, and, right, right. right, which is why, you know, talk, we had all these people wearing the safety vests outside of the building with the signs going moratorium now. Because there are, a, you know, there are a group of people who um, who feel that... While the town is planning, they're working on their comprehensive plan, which is essentially an overview of what we want this town to be moving forward. Where do we want development? What kind of development do right. we want? Right. So while they're planning that, they should be they should have the brakes theoretically, you know, my opinion, have the brakes on any new things that are coming in. 
But what happens is when uh, businesses that are kind of looking at, well, maybe we'd like to build this thing or do this thing, uh, hear that a comprehensive plan is in the works, they're going to rush to get their plans approved so that if the comprehensive plan goes, you can't have this there They've already gotten permission to have it there, right? Right. So, like this, the thing with the giant warehouses, like right. where that there are a lot of people, a lot of people, particularly who live or go near Calverton, right, who have a big issue with it. And sometimes I talk to people about blah 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 the warehouses, and they go the what? Right. <laughs> and, and I go, oh my god, and they don't oh even god. know. You need to know. So this. you know, it's just. Okay, I think I remember a quote from the supervisor saying, well, you know, progress is is an inevitable kind of thing. It was something to that effect. But there's another part of me that's would be so incredibly sad if Calverton did not look like yeah. Calverton. It's sort of like it's like the last wilds, the last just yeah. expanse of farm fields where you can you can be uh, almost to downtown and still see the North Road. Right. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's and and you you hope that while progress occurs that the people are part of that process. Absolutely. I mean, isn't right. that democracy? Yeah. And, you know, progress is inevitable, but it doesn't have to destroy everything no. that right that, that it, it's moving no. past. Right? <laughs> I know. I mean, look at towns like, like Southampton, where right. they have retained yes. so much of what the essence of Southampton smart, is. Smart development smart is development. so yeah. important right. because once you parse out once you, uh, you know, uh, split up. Right. Once it's gone, that, it's once gone. Once it's split up into, it's very, very difficult to undo it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are saying about these warehouses in Calverton. Once they're built. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, I mean, if you see any of the, the drawings, any of the imaginings, or you see an overview map of here's, here's Calverton now, and here's what they're looking at doing. One of the warehouses, I believe someone said was, Three times or four times the size of the Costco. Whoa! And then imagine on top so what of is this, this Amazon. Wh it isn't it, anything. That's it isn't the anything. other thing. Is it's, they're all being built without with oh, uh, hoping someone comes along and moves in. Not like which we is, don't have uh, you enough. Know, <laughs> a, I know a speculative warehouse, and and when you read about across the country what's happening is that a lot of companies that were building warehouses have put those plans on hold, or they're like, um, you know, they're they're leaving some warehouses to go and, and focus on one area. So it's just, you know, I was in Calverton about a week ago, and it was nighttime, and the stars were out, because, you know, you gotta go, you gotta leave Central Riverhead to see the stars now. <laughs> and true. I'm like, wow. What you know? What happens when you know when you got five to six to seven gigantic warehouses with all their lights and their parking lots and the, like it's just it's tragic to me. And you look at like what a special place it is out here on the East End. Like it, it really is. There's no argument that it's like really spectacular. But how long is it going to be spectacular? And how long are people going to keep coming out if, like, you know, hey, Only come see our warehouses? <laughs> Only time will tell. I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying to pull up the current event, but I don't okay. need to because I have you right yeah, here. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm with here. us. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. We know stuff going on. Local women making history. Yes. Right. People and like it's, you. And well, it's it's women. I I found six women. I could have had 
15 women, yes. but six women in Riverhead serving Riverhead in really spectacular and innovative ways. Takwi is one of them? Takwi is one of them. Is yes. the president of the Civic Association. Yes. Um, Denise Civiletti, yes. who is the oh. co-founder, writer, oh. photographer, editor, oh. and publisher yes. of Riverhead Local. Yes. Now, that's, that's <laughs> yes. serving the town, yes. right, in a big way. No, Denise, I, I would, I guess I'm biased. I don't think anybody does more than Denise does tirelessly. I wonder really when she sleeps because she's always on everything right away. And when when she can, I'm going to go with when she can and not well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure she wakes up in the middle of the night going, wait a minute. (laughs) oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, okay. you know, she's, she's. Obviously, changing everything in the in in Riverhead and and impacting it in a huge well, way. Yeah, I would say I would say impacting. I don't know what change because it's tough because it, it, as a journalist you're keeping an eye, but you're not supposed to be, you know, which I don't think she does. But she right. definitely gives the the people the information so that they. Yeah. They know what's up. Like yesterday, and this is how current, like having a website rather than a newspaper that has to be published and you have to wait for the release date. Mm -hmm. Um, Yesterday, the night before last at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, someone texted this, our group and said, uh, the new, the um, town board agenda has been put up. Mm -hmm. They have three resolutions about the battery storage units, which is in anybody's mind. Not a not a done deal. Not we're not on board with that yet, right? And we haven't had a we have had a public hearing. The public said we hate this idea. We're uneasy. We need it's, to wait. It's, it's tough because the way I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, what? It seems like the public doesn't have as strong of a voice right now, and that makes me worried. Yeah. But, okay, but, yeah. but so, going. okay, so so that's sometime uh, Tuesday evening. Now, what's today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Okay, so sometime Monday evening, the town released, put put the town board agenda up, and these three things were on there. Mm-hmm. By 9.30 in the morning on Tuesday, uh, Denise was publishing an article about yeah. how did this happen? It wasn't part of the work session. Yeah. It wasn't discussed. Nobody yes. knew about it. Can they even just go, let's she's, throw something she's on like, there? She's doing the work of explaining. Yes, and 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 pointing out if something's weird, hey guys, yeah, this is weird. This and is not normal. Maybe coincidentally, those three items were removed from the agenda yes. before the town board yeah. meeting. Yeah, which was you know like this. Phew. <laughs> that's journalism at work. That's journalism at work. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the power, and it's really wonderful. So Denise is one of the people we're going to have. You know Tila Troge. I love Tila. <laughs> Me and Tila, that's my girlfriend. She's, yeah, she's a Shinnecock Nation attorney. Yeah. She's the director of the Total Shinnecock badass. Kelp Farmers. Yes. I mean, talk about some diverse yeah. occupations. She doesn't mess around. Not um, ever. Pamela Grinke, do you know her? Yes. Right. She's the co-founder. Oh, wait, she just founded uh, Harley. Harley, right. We love Harley. And she, her work is in helping women in abusive relationships who have yes. either need to get out or have gotten out. And, and and it's nice because, you know, obviously we have we have the retreat, but, you know, it's it's sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes, like, Montauk or East Hampton can seem a universal way right. when you live in, in Riverhead, right. for example. Yeah, yeah. So she's, you know, spectacular. Uh, Lori Downs, who love was the— Lori. Love Lori. I know, I love Lori. <laughs> 
like all this, of them, right? This is like <laughs> I took I already I took her um uh portrait when she was first running for school board. Oh my god. I've known her since her son Eugene, who's in his mid thirties now, was three. Oh my god. Because goodness. he and my daughter Catherine rode the bus to preschool together. That makes and sense. every day he brought Catherine a treat. And when I finally met Kath when I finally met Lori, I said, You're Eugene's mother. He yeah. gives my daughter she goes, Let me tell you, he leaves for the bus. He goes, Mom, is there a treat in here for Catherine? <laughs> and Lori and I, from that moment on, we're like, you know, really like we just we just connected because there's I thought any woman who can raise a son to be that generous and that unselfish, she's got to be something special. Herself. She is. She and is. she got and into then, like going to school and board now she's meetings. like the head of the board, right? She's the vice president. She vice stepped president. back okay. from being president. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, her evolution, which, you know, we'll we'll talk more about on uh, Saturday at the event. But she, as a concerned parent, started paying a little attention to the school board meetings. More attention, more attention. She started being the watchdog. And then eventually it led to getting on the board, becoming president. I mean, it's we like, need watchdogs out there, we do. by the way, <laughs> especially, you know, uh, journalism got a real uh we got kind of hit down through the the digital uh you know yeah change right. and um losing so many community newspapers and and newspapers across yeah. the country yeah um, not to mention the counterpoint of so all the like a, weird stuff that's out there and and right? right and not and people not knowing where to to go to right. find reliable information yeah. and you know uh really kind of not having that anchor right so watchdogs are needed. Yeah. Now the last woman, the sixth woman on this panel, I feel I like mean, I can guess it. Okay, go ahead. But I'm not. But I'm not. No, go well, ahead. Because I'm. Could... I'm having a brain fart on her name. <laughs> if I say Tia Fulford, are you? Oh, go, right. that wasn't who I was thinking. Really? But now that you say, right? uh, I mean, you can't not have Tia. I know. So you have a woman who's devoted her life. To raising young girls to yes. be powerful women, yes. to know their strength. Yes. I mean, right? You got to love that. You got Lori Downs, who's guiding the school district. You got Denise Civiletti, who's informing the town. You got Pam Granke, who's there to support women when they need the most support. And you got Taylor Troche, who's just covering all the other bases. <laughs> you know who it's so sad that we don't have? Sister Margaret. Well, we have to just, you know, kind of do this I in miss, her honor yeah. and in her memory. What an unbelievable woman an that un we lost. But, you know, there's one of the things about this about this event is really in pointing out that any one of us have the ability to be, you know, without sounding like like wonky, like to be our best self, to yes. really make a difference. And it's like finding your path. How do you find your path? Or right. does your path find you? Oh. Right? And it's what a little are the, bit of both. Yeah. What are the pitfalls and how did you overcome them? And mm -hmm. what are the challenges? And who supported you? Who gave you a hand up? Right. And how can you do that for other people? Yes, right? That's what it's all about. I know. It's all like, and every one of these women, when I wrote to them and said, you know, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. And here's the list of everybody. Every one of them wrote back and said, I am so honored to be a part of this group of women. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they all also really admire each other. It's a perfect way to celebrate International Women's Day. Absolutely. By looking at who we have yeah. right in our own backyards. All right. So is this event today? This event is Saturday okay. at 1 o'clock at Saturday the Riverhead at Library. I'm going to write it all down. Okay. <laughs> 
so I can put it in the report afterward. Make oh, sure it goes good, online. All right, good. so this Saturday, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Saturday, 1 o'clock, yep, at the Riverhead Library. And it's we're going to do this rather than I, I wrote them all and said, listen, you know, you're not you're all powerful and wonderful, but you're not all like happy to be a public speaker. So what we're going to do is we're going to do seven chairs on the stage on the little platform and we're going to have a conversation because that's for me always the most interesting thing. I'd rather have people be answering questions about, you know, how did you find like like I said, did you find your path or did your path find you? Right. Who helped you out? What do you hope to gain? What would you like to do next? Right. What were the pitfalls? What led you here? How what were you like as a kid? Like right. I mean, of course it could be like a 6-hour conversation, yeah. but it won't be. But, you know, there it's I I really admire so strongly Women who are making their mark and not to make their mark, yeah. right? But they're they're out there doing something because, because that's who they are. Because they're driven to make yeah. a difference, right? And it's it's so like over almost emotionally overwhelming. <laughs> like this is going to be a really special event. I hope I can make it. Yeah. Because it's going to be unbelievable. All right. So Cindy Clifford of the Riverhead Anti-Bias Task Force this Saturday, one o'clock. Um, Bring your women, daughters. Local women <laughs> making, making history his, yeah. at the Riverhead Library. I'm Gianna Volpe. This was the Wednesday Works segment underwritten by Ola of Eastern Long Island. Oh, let's give a little shout out to Minerva too, right? Oh, we love oh Minerva. My God. <laughs> I know. We love, love Minerva. Minerva. Uh, these are the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, online, streaming to wherever you may be, WLIW.org slash radio.
It's the heaven edition of The Heart, and it is heaven being here with you recording the Heart of the East End live from the Heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York. Um, hopping past the Smiths and the Uniques to play a little Elvis Costello and the Imposters, uh, Pokey Lafarge on deck. I'm Jenna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Set off the logs and fire off flares Cause sometimes the answer press I'm listening I wait through some distant bell to ring Why won't heaven help me? Why won't heaven help me? Why won't heaven help me? Can you help me? Even if you dare Take care of your wishes If you find they do come Why won't heaven help me? Remember the thrill that followed praise Why dress through a lover's gaze The moment when You saw through the lies of older men Why won't
I used to dream of angels But angels are so few I never thought I'd meet one No, such a sweet one Until I met you When did you leave heaven? Why did they let you go? How's everything up there in heaven, baby? Cause I sure would like to know, yeah. Why did you trade heaven for all these earthly things? And where'd you hide your little halo? Honey, where'd you hide your wings? Oh, do they miss you? Mm-hmm. Can you get back in? What if I kissed you? Would you tell me if it would be a sin? No. I'm only human, but baby, you are so divine I want to know when did you leave heaven oh did an angel mine Pokey Lafarge from their 20, uh, 2015 record, Something in the Water. How about a little Guns N' Roses? You get it all here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Belinda Carlisle on deck. Stay tuned, Lori Ann Cruz. 
joining us at the bottom of the next hour. Here on The Heart, the morning and midnight show on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Let's say.